wrestling and today or shall i say tonight we are talking about wrestling and forbidden door which just ended minutes ago i we're reacting live right afterwards fresh right fresh afterwards here. and i am pretty excited to talk about it because uh it was a pretty damn good show but uh first of all justin let's talk about the baseball stadium about the pirates no i'm just kidding let's Let's not and say we did. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, we had this huge show tonight. It was uh, very exciting. Um, overall thoughts on the show, Justin, I thought it was a very, very good, very good show. Like, I, I don't mean, know really if you could make any... It was just great. Theme of the night was under-promise, over-deliver. <clears throat> I think a lot of us kind of went in thinking i I, my thoughts were this like hey you know it was really rushed everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong in terms of booking uh we were saying they took way too long to build up to the show those things were all true um they couldn't catch a break in terms of cm punk all the way up till hiromu having a fever not being able to get on the plane to uh you know is she hurting his knee i mean almost everything that could have gone wrong went wrong uh, and, you know, going to the shows, I think they should have booked it in August. Probably would have made more sense if they did it right after the G1 or something like that. But all in all, especially, you know, people were complaining a lot of multi-man matches, but those were arguably the best things about the show. And oh, I, was... I, I definitely agree. Like, like, yes, it was like pretty much all multi-man matches, very fast-paced clip in general. Um, some of the multi-man matches were slowed down, though. And, uh, yeah, but it, it was just, it really was them trying to squeeze all these different peoples on the show. And in the end, it ended up being like, that was okay. It's totally cool. And to be honest with you, I really think this is going to be tough to beat it for show of the year. Yeah. I, it's, I just it's thought top to bottom was great. Um, I think, you know, the crowd was unbelievably hot. They reacted well to all the New Japan stars. Um, yeah, I thought there I were think... t- kind of some times when the crowd it did, you know, change a little bit, and I'll, I'll note that and stuff. But for, for the most part, I mean, the reaction to New Japan stars was really fucking amazing. I mean, Okada was so over, dude. Yeah. Like, like and... the biggest star in the match, by far. I... And we'll talk about all the surprises that happened along the way. But the one thing I noticed this morning was uh, someone was tweeting out on SeatGeek how much the tickets cost to go. And they were as low as like $3 up to $10, $12, $11. You could have got yourself in the building today. Um, I think what happened is all the scalpers scooped up those tickets and it backfired on them. Because I think, uh, you know, as the card was coming out, people weren't too excited about it when they heard about the, you know, especially when CM Punk got hurt. I think a lot of people, especially in Chicago, might have soured on it a bit. And understandably so. And a lot of it wasn't really... The only thing that really the two companies did wrong was kind of book it at a really bad time. Kind of wedged in between big shows. Um, it just wasn't... A, I think that if they should have gave it a little more air and done it, maybe, you know, after SummerSlam or in mid-August when the G1 was finished, it might have been a better timing. But... Uh, you know, it worked out pretty well, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where it's like, 
you know, these places take months and months and months to advance, and they probably were talking about it months and months before they kind of could even guess the wrestling landscape at this point. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I, 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 you know, for what it was, it was, yeah, really fucking good. And it's it just, oh, man, like, it made me really excited. By the way, I want to ask you on a sidebar. Did you see, are you following Ocon's actual Instagram? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. I don't see everything, but I know did that you, I did saw you him see, on... Did you see the one in the hot tub? Yeah. I don't know and, what his thing is with that. I don't know. And, and will, like will you read that? Will you read that to us? Um, I'd have to pull it out, but no pun intended. I mean, uh, this guy... I'm just guy... saying in general, just to kind of talk about the wrestling for one more second, when these two companies get together, you kind of have to... Have you know? You know the in-ring product is going to be good, right? Well, yeah. Well, no, well, I didn't, but I pro- I thought it they would were, be, and guess what? It, it was, yes, I mean, ended up being. I mean, it was like it, a, you couldn't guess up, wrong. Right. You knew right. it was going to be good. Why can't I find him here? And and here's the thing: I want to state this to everyone listening to the right right now. This. This a lot of people would say this show is historical and so much, and I'll say to you. This no, the Madison Square Garden show was the show. This that was this sh- that the the MSG show was this show years ago. But the difference is they got a new partner with AEW. Incidentally, they have ROH with them now, um, and so the AEW wrestlers were as over as before. The ROH wrestlers were not quite as over at MSG. Um, so this show, I think. It's 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 like a sequel, you know, and we'll see when the next one's gonna be. We uh, can always hope. Now, did you get Ocon's image up? I can't find it. Are you it gonna read it yet? I, He's probably I, I erased it. it probably erased it. No, I just it. can't find his account when I'm searching. I search Great O and it doesn't pop up for some stupid reason. Well, he's he probably has a weird Japanese name or. Hold on, I'll find it. I just have to scroll down a little bit here. Probably go to where I drew him last, because I know I found it before. But no, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, you can't, you know, whatever, whoever they threw out there, you knew they were going to have some good matches. I mean, that wasn't, uh, I, I knew it was going to be a fun show. We all knew it was going to be a fun show. Okay, here it is, I found it. Yeah, okay. So can you, it can you. It was erased actually... by Instagram's plot, so I will try again. Okay. I complained about the law that regulates adult videos in Japan. Then I was praised by a real lawyer. Sexual damage must be eliminated. No. Against people oh. Who work in adult videos is sexy a bad thing? Okay. She begged me. To, oh. Okay. 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 I, I'm just gonna tell you. Okay. I'm. I'm just gonna tell you guys straight up. I'll I fail. misread this earlier, and maybe it was a, a fake that I found. Call it a deep fake, which it's not. But uh, I saw the text switched, and it said. She begged me for sex. I granted her wish. I mean, that's so, it does say that. She begged me to have sex. So I granted her wish. Oh, that's okay. what it says. So, so this he's, is a wrestler. He's basically he saying... Yeah, and then she's a wrestler. He's basically saying, like, yo, I'm fucking... You can't trust Google Translate. I, I don't want to pull my wife I mean, but he's kind of saying, like, I fucked this chick and she's here. But then he went on to talk about porn industry standards. So very progressive of Ocon, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right, let's let's get back to this show. You ready? <laughs> you ready to pull it back? 
Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. So this show, Forbidden Door, started with a pre-show match of who? Because oh, was I it the um the pre-show? The, I did not watch the pre-show either. I, I was trying to get my dog out early so I didn't have to take her out in the middle of the show. Because we're, no, was we're it, normal people. It was Yoshihashi was it, and Goto versus, oh. what, the gun club? And I thought there was also El Desperado and... Uh, and Kanemura against um, uh, Keith Lee and Swerve, right? You know, it's funny. We, we ask people to listen to our show, and we're like, we really want you guys to listen. And then we're like, what was that match again? I don't fucking know. First two matches, those were not, those on the pre-show. I, I, I didn't watch them because I thought I wasn't, you can hear the siren in my neighborhood. Thanks a lot, considerate police officer. No, it's called Thanks a Lot Living in Los Angeles, dude. You're going to hear that, that too. shit There's all also the a helicopter buzzing around too, but yeah, LA. Yeah. So, um, the Forbidden Door. Yes. Pre-show matches. Yes, it was opened. And Did uh, not see the pre-show matches like we said, but I'm sure they were awesome. I would definitely would have checked them out if I had the time. Or if I, you know, yeah, was gonna t- totally dedicate to it. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm actually trying to look this stuff up. If you wanna um, talk about what you think they are and entertain the fans, about what I think they are, the pre-show match. Well, man, uh, well, I know that I would like. I okay, know I got Desperado had I got a, him. I got had a really tough time with travel, and I'd like to sympathize with him. So, well, I have them. I'm sorry. You and I are normal people. We don't watch the pre-show matches. We have shit to do. Um, but if you are a hardcore fan and watch the pre-show matches, we will report them, and then you tell them if you have a better opinion on them. This was thanks to Joseph Collins, by the way. Kevin Kelly was on the show, first of all. Let's talk yes, about that. Yes, the whole that. time, too. I thought that was great. And, Amazing. Um, uh, they mixed in a little bit of JR. Um, Taz is great. Taz they even great. give a little Caprice Coleman, who was really good, too. Well, I, I loved it because you think about New Japan, okay? Excalibur and Taz, or excuse me, Excalibur, Kevin Kelly, they they know all that shit, of the history. Taz, though, has that, like, sports shoot fighting background. And, yeah. like, so he can really comment on a lot of the stuff that the New Japan guys are doing. Right, and um, I'll be honest with you, as much as... Um, I love Tony Schiavone. He's not completely versed with those guys yet, but it was still good to have him introduced to it. And we all know, as much as we love and admit how much of a legend Jim Ross is, that JR is, um, he's not exactly the guy to have that out there either, even though he has experienced with New uh, Japan. as much New Japan as anyone but Kevin Kelly has there, right? Yeah, I'm kind of so glad they know didn't better, get Josh, Josh Barnett out there, though. Yeah, well, that was yeah. wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of their commentary, but um, Jim Ross can be a little bit condescending to some of the stuff they do. He was he and he was tonight a little bit, you know. In, he in wasn't a little honesty. a little bit tonight, but um, overall was a great. Kevin Kelly's just the best. Well, and they he's the they guy you want to, they I, gelled. Chris, I I thought we were gonna see a little uh, Chris Charlton, but I guess not. It seemed like it. They flew him over there. Chris Charlton they ain't going to fucking America. <laughs> you know, he was there. Oh my god. That seems like the op- over. that seems like the opposite of everything Chris Charles is. Like he knows where you know, England, Japan. He's like, you know what? I'm so good. But uh that's cool he was there. Maybe he'll do some backstage stuff later, you know? Or that maybe be- they'll swing him over to some strong taping somewhere. 
Uh, yeah, too. It's very possible, but you got to understand he does a, a lot break. of back background work. So, oh no, no, he, I think he is probably like he does some very important stuff. I think for them, I think uh, his commentary is very secondary work. to what he's doing. Yeah, I think he must be like a big like I don't know if it's PR like he is fully yeah. versed in the language and everything. So I think he must do a lot of like PR stuff or something. Um, communications work or something so we had the pre-show it was actually yoshihashi and hiroki goto against aaron solo and qt marshall and neither of us saw it but uh chaos beat the nightmare factory now are they still the nightmare factory i don't think no they're something else i think something else do you know what they the are? Fa- I think they're just called the Factory, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, the Factory. Even though the Nightmare Factory is still a thing. I don't know. Maybe. So, uh... Don't really all, care. That's all I know about that. Lance Archer went, Lance Archer went against Nick Camaroto. Not a good look for Lance going into the G1. Did he lose to that guy? No, he beat him, but still, it's like, we're going to throw you on the pre-show. Then you're about to go into the most grueling tournament in all of wrestling. That's okay. No, it's all right. Okay. Well, I think it was a quick one. Um, and then we had uh, Clark Connors tell Tomohiro Ishii that they should probably fight again soon. What do you think about that? Um. Yeah. I mean, it was obviously the. I guess you know, in terms of what happened, the logical replacement. For that, what was it, the Great Atlantic something or other? Great Atlantic Championship. Something to that effect. Um, throwing Clark Connors in there, the guy that lost but was his last opponent into the mix there after the injury. I guess that made some uh, kayfabe sense, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I think we did. We should have watched this match, though. Keith Lee and Swerve versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado. So that that sounds actually yeah. good, right? That sounds really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I'd imagine that Keith Lee's team won simply because they're just bigger. I, I mean, they have they have Keith Lee. So, and also, you know, they're kind of building Keith Lee and uh, Despi and Kanemaru. They they can. Dude, they can lose yeah. in America. I mean, it's not even a thing. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Especially to those guys. Um, And sadly, Alex Coughlin, Kevin Knight, the DKC, and Yuya Uemura lost to the Gun Club. So, little little <laughs> switch there. Yeah. It, well, you know, they're still, you know, seen as kind of Padawans, uh, LA Dojo guys. So Yeah. Um, And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. The Gun Club and... Uh, the acclaimed are really Bowens growing on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're funny, and and you know what? They're, they're actually they're really good wrestlers, especially um, Caster Max and Caster's great. Yeah, they are. Yeah, real good. Yeah, give it up for freaking Billy Gunn. Was he fifty-eight years old? He's still he's seventy. Great and he's seventy. <laughs> he's actually one hundred and three. Well, the only thing is, it? like, yes, we can say, yeah, he looks great, and I will never discount that and the work he puts in. But also, let's not pretend like he doesn't have lots of chemicals flowing through his veins at all times. Well, I don't. Maybe not at this point. I don't think he can get away with it now. Although I don't know if AEW has a wellness policy. To be honest with you, so they do, um, but like they don't really drug test people much. It's only I think they have it there in case people start acting weird and shit. Because if they did, Brian like Jeff Hardy, Brian, yeah, yeah, 
which they didn't have to drug test him because, but, you know, Brian Cage, uh, you know, that is a guy they never drug tested, I don't think, from what we know. And uh, clearly, I mean, let's not pretend. I know we shouldn't really dedicate too much time to it, but I think the Brian Cage thing was just him thinking he should have been, you know, whether you, you know, rightfully so or not. I think he's just someone that thought he should be a little bigger than he was in terms of booking. Well, and that's because he wants to be bigger than he is physically, and he probably uses illicit chemicals to do so. But I'm I not want to go out there not accusing saying people he of that. Does it, I've but seen the guy I in mean, person. He's a very inf- uh, impressive physical specimen. Yeah, I'm sure How, he is. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Um, uh, but then again, you know, you got a guy like Pac, who we'll talk about later tonight, Pac, who uh, is equally as physically impressive, but, you know... I wouldn't say he might do those things, but we're going to move in to the show. Are you ready for the start yes. of the show? I, I want people to get excited for the show because me and you, we had so much fun watching this, didn't we? I mean, it was it was great. It was um, great. Of course, you as it's been fairly established, uh, you know, we're New Japan marks. We well, love New and Japan. And you know That's... what? You know what? I actually, I want to pull that back because you said that about me a lot. Um, and yes, I am a New Japan mark, but you know, I've, I've lost a lot of faith in the company over the last two years. And at this point, I don't know what my favorite promotion is, you know? So, I mean, I, I, I did have to throw that out there, man. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I understand. Losing I am faith, a New but Japan I don't, mark. Okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. kind of don't feel like it was all their fault. Well, the last whether years, it was but. their fault or not, it, it, which, yeah, clap crowds, all that stuff. It still, I can't claim that I'm like, you know, nowadays, like, I, I'm as much as a New Japan mark as I, should. I probably watch more WWE than New Japan, but uh, I like New Japan more in general. Wait, what? Yes. You watch more WWE than New Japan? Yeah, probably nowadays, because I watch all their stuff oh. on YouTube. Oh, you know, wow. I haven't watched uh, WWE in a long time. And I watch New Japan's big shows, but if it's, like, all tag matches again... No, right. I'm not going to watch all that stuff. So I'll see the big okay. shows. Uh, no, it's understandable. I just didn't, yeah. That's, I I'm just like New Japan still are, a thousand times better than WWE. I'm just telling you, know. I think we're still kind of loyal to it, and that's, you know, our number one if we had to choose. Well, like, shit, dude. As long you, as Hiroshi Tanahashi's in the company, shit, I'll always right. be loyal to it. I think if someone told me right now you can only pick one company to watch, I would... Go, as much as I love AEW, too, I would probably still pick New Japan. Yeah, at this point, I'd probably pick AEW, to be honest. Okay. So, Understandable. You know, and I always claimed I'm not like an AEW big fan and stuff, but... I love AEW, too, man. They're great. The, the, and it's, the weekly shows aren't my always my favorite thing. There's so much sports entertainment trope on that. Uh, yeah, but, but there's got to be. To be a weekly show, you have to have that, you know? Yeah, but I'll tell you this. They're... Big shows just have been killing it. And that all-out show from last year, I st- I'll never forget that show, dude. I mean, um, AEW is basically a uh, a cousin of New Japan in terms of how it was established. Oh, absolutely. So they're, they're, they're related in a way. So it, It's like, um, to me, it's like New Japan and PWG mixed with a little bit of WWE. WWE. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's definitely has that North American feel to it because it has to, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And and we're going to talk about that because there was a lot of very spot-heavy matches tonight. Thing was, they were awesome. So let's start with we'll start with the first one. And and uh, again, um, I hope you guys are excited about us talking about this as we were excited watching it. Um, this first match was Jericho Guevara and Suzuki, and Jericho and Suzuki got their own entrances. Great, right? So you good, had to. Yeah. Um, versus Umino, Utah, and Kingston. Very interesting. Umino and Utah, very similar levels of a push right now, kind of, with their... How great did Umino look at the end of this, right? U- Umino... Oh, my God, dude. So, first of all, the match was designed around him, right? The, that was the yes. story. They ha- I loved how they pulled up the, the footage of... Uh, Jericho putting him in the Lion Tamer, mm. um, yep, in in the Tokyo Dome, and just explaining that story, and that's why it was you needed Kevin Kelly there. No one else could have done that. Absolutely, the the long term storytelling, and I love AEW and New Japan because they'll get a little thing that happened years ago and be like, oh, he's paying him back, and you're like, oh shit. See now, now you can slowly book towards a Shoto Umino Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom if you want. Um, I thought we would have seen a little dissension in the match, and then you're booking towards Jericho and Suzuki. Yeah, I, I thought was a possibility, but now you got a couple different directions you can do it. Um, what do you think? And this was just a great match. What do you think about this? Four years from now, Umino versus Moxley Wrestle Kingdom. Why not? <laughs> that could be. I mean, <laughs> seriously, that's that's a long term st- uh, booking right there that you could do in storytelling. So. Um, uh, yeah. And just to say, like, can you imagine, like, I haven't, I, I, there probably is something, but there's, as, uh, this was about as hot of an opening match as you can have well, on Dude, the crowd for the first three, four, five, three, four matches, and I have it listed here, the crowd was incredible, it was that yes. Chicago crowd, dude, um... This this is and not the, the Rosemount Horizon, right? This is not that building. No, right? this was the actual United Center where the Blackhawks and the Bulls. Okay, play. well, the Rosemount Horizon changed names too. Yeah, it's something else now. But okay. this is the actual big arena there, um, their biggest arena. And yes, the Chicago crowd, so good, man. And if if you know, got to think of some of these. Uh, you know, Japanese uh, fans were watching in Japan. Oh, in which there were. Of course. They got to be absolutely chomping at the bit oh, to the next yeah. show. They need to get cheering going. And I think a lot of the New Japan stars like Okada, Tanahashi that oh, were there, they're going to be like, man, you got to get these felt. crowds going. And, you know, that's something have, else I was thinking, man. And that adds into the whole mystique of the show. My God, man. You had dudes like Kanemaru hearing a crowd for the first time. A real crowd in years. Yeah, I mean... Those guys have got to be going back to Japan saying, we have got to get these crowds cheering for, uh, for the G1. I mean, it, it's got to be. They, uh, there might just be an out. Well, I know that the Japanese people aren't known for this, but there might be a little bit of a revolt. Dude, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. Crowds. Japanese wrestling fans are hardcore, dude. Yeah. Like, it's just like I've, they've been cheering more and more. The, the, yeah. the rules Eventually, are slowly you being can, broken. Yeah, at some point, you just got to get let loose. What are they going to do? Uh, you know? Yeah, for, for real. So I'm going to say, first of all, though, Utah looked amazing in this match, dude. Absolutely. Ran all over the place, did all sorts of crazy stuff. I don't have his things listed one by one, but 
Sure. I remember the, him just like doing all sorts of awesome stuff. Suzu- Absolutely. Suzuki was ridiculously over. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they love not, him here not in America. A surprise. And that stuff with Kingston was great. Uh, very that, and that's what my next note says. Um, everyone wanted him in Kingston. I love Kingston in the corner goes for the machine guns and just no sells by Suzuki. He's just like, nah, that Fantastic. doesn't work on me, dude. Kingston is the best. And Suzuki, I mean, just we talk about guys like Jericho out there performing at a level. But, I mean, I know Suzuki doesn't really do things like leave his feet and all that stuff. But Although I mean, he had the tease, which he does sometimes, and that was very beautiful. <laughs> That was good stuff. It was just a great match. Just a great mix. And, you know, Shota Umino comes out of it looking like a star. Um, I still wish his look wasn't so Tanahashi-inspired. Yeah, it is a little much. To me, it reminds me of very 80s, though, with the big hair. Um, Yeah. But he's got the Uh, pretty pretty much the exact same pants. And you know what? If they're going to do a whole storyline and say he's Tanahashi's next, you know, next, maybe that's just what they do and... It really to me I don't really care what he looks like too much. Right now, I mean in Japan, I just want to see how he wrestles. You know, it's when these guys come back with a gimmick, you expect something a little bit unique, but hey, it's better than Master Wato. Well, he hasn't come back with the gimmick <laughs> yet, bro. He has not come into New well, Japan. Well, we're seeing it. I mean, even um, you know, Okan was working in England. His excursions in the United States, right? For, uh, Uno, no, Umino was in England. No, but huh? they will change your gimmick when you come back a little bit. Even if you have a gimmick? Well, yeah, because uh, Great Ocon had a different name. It was like Great Orn Con. And they like. Yeah, but it was the same deal. They, he well, was walking around with a question mark. And it's stuff. true. But at first it was. But then he t- has started changing into more of a real wrestler. It's not like they're going to take you in. They were going to take Ocon and bring it back as like a. F- a fucking bumblebee or something like that. But I mean, you know? Sho and Yo, you were, were like the ramen niku fucking takoyaki. Well, they were the teriyaki boys, so, or whatever, I mean, right? But that was you know, and then they that just came, came back tempura as boys three k. But I think that came they that came with a uh, you know a a, a a baby face turn, right? Yeah, I mean, so it, I think I, they changed. The character I guess there, the thing is, we'll is it, it, yes, if your character is good, they will bring you back. Obviously, uh, Hiromu had a huge character turn when he came back. Um, he had the mask out here. That's true, though. You, he so, had the mask on his excursion, well, and then he ditched the mask when he got brought back. No, so you're, he, didn't, you're right. he didn't just ditch the mask. He changed all his gear, and then he beat up fucking Kushida like in 10 seconds at Wrestle Kingdom. So, I mean, they right. they they did a whole different thing with him, but y- y- you just have to wait and see. Um, if right. they do stage Umino to be a Tanahashi 2, yeah, to me, it could we'll be something see. as simple as just, you know, tying his hair up or something like that. Tying his hair up, putting putting fucking him in just shorts and a knee pad or something. Yeah, it could, you know, it could be pretty subtle. But, I, I mean, listen, I'm all for, you know, bright colors and, and all that stuff. But it's just a little too close to it. Um, and, it's you know, you've got guys like Yuramura that don't even have the gimmick yet. Um, no. That's the one thing about the L.A. JoJo. It's like, is... Yumura on an excursion, or is he still a young boy? Yeah, What's and you on? ask those things, uh, you wonder those things. If they're still wearing black and knee knee pads and just boots, then they're probably still in a young boy phase. The only person that I could see uh, go against that is Renarita, who kind of is starting to look like Shibata, too. And now right, that, you, was, now that yeah. you've said this, now that you've mentioned... Um, Umino and Shibata, or, uh, and I've talked about Narita. 
It's almost like, come on, guys, let's just not make sequels of former wrestlers. Unless it pays off at some point. where I guess they could do know. it, but let's try to be a little original. So um, I will say the dive spots in this Jericho versus uh, Umino Yuta Kingston match was amazing. Yeah, uh, Kingston came in with the Masawa elbow dive, which was great, <laughs> uh, which he barely landed, by the way. Um, and then just spots and spots, and just they're all amazing. And this was a great opener, Justin. Yeah, it was incredible. I, I just couldn't think of a hotter way to start and the like show you, when the crowd well, was into like it. Like you and... said, the story at the end was Umino was the star and just got finally taken out, but was just kicking ass uh, during the whole match. And it wasn't sports entertaining with quote-unquote story. It was all stuff that was based around matches and re- and wrestling matches uh, and, and a past that whatever the past between Jericho oh, yeah. and Umino Yeah, these guys weren't cutting a promos f- before the match. They had the match I and mean, told the story, um, which was a great. lot of these guys did. So next, after this, we had... Another fucking great match, dude. FTR versus Khan on the Cobb versus Rapongi Vice. And you know what? You didn't need to put Rapongi Vice in this match, but they did, and I am not complaining, dude. Um And there was a, I could argue that they should have won. It looked like they counted a three on that pin by Rocky. There were a few times like that. I think that's they had a actually the refs were a little off today. It seemed uh, like the, like Paul. Of... Tur- I don't like Paul Turner to be honest. The way was... he counts the uh, the way he does near falls looks bad in my opinion. I think I think the refs overall, as much as I appreciate Aubrey Edwards and love Rick Knox from his PWG days. Um, the refs mm-hmm. in AEW seem a little sloppy and a little too loud at times where you can hear them and they kind of take over. They're just a little too noticeable sometimes. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just me. I, I mean, think, I think uh, I have seen some people online complain about it. I think Aubrey um, Edwards and Rick Knox are generally good. I, I don't like Paul Turner. Bryce Remsburg, I think, is very good. Yeah, but, uh, I don't know. I think they're just a little too noticeable. But I don't know if that's a bad or a good thing. Well, anyway... Um, yeah, don't well, yeah, you know this, what? Don't be the guy that's like I don't like how Aubrey Edwards wears. Oh, makeup. I would never voice it. On, I guess I voiced it here, but I'm not like gonna let it ruin, and I'm not gonna like crap on someone because of it. I just said that they're. I seem like they're a little noticeable, but mm-hmm. um, it's not like anything that's gonna ruin my enjoyment of the match or want them fired or anything. Well, let me tell you, you something know, that will make your enjoyment of the match better. Caprice was on the commentary here, and Caprice uh, yeah. is always good. Do you remember Great job. when Caprice did be at Best of the Super Juniors with uh, Shingo and and uh, Osprey and? I wasn't fully watching at that time, but okay. I do remember, you know, dropping in here and there, a couple so I didn't really ago. know. But yeah, I know. It's like, what, 2018 or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, but uh, Caprice is awesome, dude. So I am so glad that Tony Khan's given this dude money to talk into a mic. He he really, he's got a little bit of the Taz, like, you know, the realistic side of wrestling, like, oh, well, he just got chopped in the sternum and it's hard to breathe. Explaining, yeah. Yeah. Don Callis was really good at that too, explaining why, why a guy's doing a move and all that. Yeah, and he's also um, got the emotion. So yeah, I was so happy. That's to the see thing about Taz. Him. When you think about like when Taz was being brought up and you remembering from the ECW guys days, he wasn't a guy known for talking. Right? It was just, he was always quiet. Oh, and barely is that, said is that for real? 
Oh yeah, his ECW days. I think he really didn't talk as at all. Oh, well, you know what? A guy like that, it's almost like just have him go out and kick ass, right? Yeah, he was. That's what he was. You know, when he was brought up in ECW. But uh, anyways, this was an awesome match. Rapungi 3K actually added to it um, as much as they were there really to take the pin. You know. Because he didn't want to do too much damage to the Great O'Con and Jeff Cobb, who I would have loved to come out of there, def- you know, keeping the title. But, Not me. Um, the FTR thing just makes things actually a lot more interesting, the, the, right? Okay, so FTR right now, uh, is they're probably the best tag team in the world. Maybe the Young Bucks are just good because they're always good. But FTR yeah. is going, they're starting to become that belt collector, dude. But now it's like worldwide. These guys are killing it. Um, and, yeah, them coming into New Japan now, it's like, what the fuck? This is crazy, bro. When's, when's World Tag League? Because I can't oh my wait God. for right, It's League. usually in uh, November, December. So, uh, oh, okay. I mean, ways to go, but if they'll be in I that or wait. lose it before. But, I mean, who are you going to have beat these guys, bro? You, How you, cool there's would There's only be? a few teams that can even beat them. How cool would it be to hear that music that they have, that like 80s music coming out of Corrigan Hall? That's going to be so you, cool. You know what music that is, right? I mean, just so we don't. Isn't it the old Midnight Express music it's or something? It's essentially the same, which uh, the old music was written by Giorgio Mortar. So this classic like uh, electro musician uh, from the 70s and 80s. And then they, they ripped it. And, you know, at first it sounded, to me, it sounded bad. And I'm a fan of music and the old theme. But they got it over, bro. Yeah, I just think it's perfect for them. Doesn't I mean when that music hits now, you're just like, you know, you're about to see some fucking shit go down, dude. Well, yeah, man, it's it's you know, it's like they kind of say with uh, the titles, like you know, you either the title makes you, you make the title. With them, it's the music, right? They make the music. Right? They music, oh, dude. They make the music. They make they the, make the titles. Yeah, the titles make the music. It's like a positive vicious cycle with them so uh, and the spot with uh dax leaving and coming back with the brace on uh, or the sling whatever it was like mm. fantastic right yeah man it, it was great and you know what um even i mean Cobb did his stuff you know he didn't Everybody get the tour of the islands okan looked right. great man and okan shows he can work these big multi-man spot fest tag matches so and it was deceptively big okan um, he's hey, a good six two six three, but compared and, to those um, guys, and how great does Rocky look out there too? Oh, Rocky's doing dives. We got Rocky. Oh, great, and man. we had uh, Trent coming off injury still, and right. I mean they all played their part. I mean, dude, Rock, we're talking Rapongi Vice, this team that is like you know six years old, and these guys right. still going in a top level match. I think the right man won. I am so excited for. FTR in New Japan. They have the AAA titles, right? Too. They got the AAA that- titles, which is ROH at, titles. <laughs> All right, I'm and gonna com- I'm gonna and and uh, not AEW. I'm gonna, yet. Let's see I'm gonna complain and then we're gonna move on to the next. Okay, go ahead. So and let it out. All right, you have Andrade, and I'll tell you how silly you're being for it. Oh, probably it was, not. It was care. supposed to be Andrade versus Will Ospreay, which yeah, right, which. Might have been a better match because their match was great. We'll talk about it soon. However, uh, he couldn't do it because of politics because yes, he you, used to be on CML, blah, 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 blah. And so they don't want to work 
with eight triple A guys. Right. So that also eliminated the Lucha Brothers from being involved as well, right? Yes, they've worked in CMLL and now they kind of work in AAA. Here's the thing: Andrade barely works in AAA. So CMLL is the main uh, partner of New Japan for Mexican talent. There's no others. It's just that, um, and so they don't want New Japan working with AAA people. So guess what? FTR works the AAA titles against New Japan guys. Now here's the thing: New Japan didn't have a choice in the first place because this is not. I don't know. Actually, I don't know, Mo. I'm just saying, like, the politics are backwards. I think clearly it seems like CMLL and AAA care more than New Japan does. I don't think New Japan cared if Andrade... New Japan wants every... Dude, New Japan and AEW. AEW has started a floodgate of international wrestling community. It's kind of like NWA back in the day, but less corrupt. And, you know, like, there are certain groups, like fucking dumbass WWE and CMLL, that still have, you know, their... Yeah, if the CML, I I, I mean, I'd have to really dive in to understand it, but to me, it's like, why would you not want your talent on your show... Because he doesn't work for them. ...on a worldwide audience. Because he doesn't work for them anymore, but... Exposure, they would... If they would plug CMML, CMLL, uh, yeah, it's like why? Why wouldn't you plug CMLL? And, yeah, and it's you're just, opening yourself up to another audience. Anyway, it, it's neither here nor it's, there. It's beyond our, you know, wheelhouse of to figure out, right? Yeah. So next, I want you to talk about, if you can, sir, the Jay White, Juice Robinson promo. What did you see there? <laughs> I love Juice, man. What I I wonder. What is the average time that you're out for an appendix injury? Um, seemed a little weird to me. I thought he would be a little more involved. I I have a feeling that that was pre-taped or that was taped a few days ago. Because um, I don't think it, you know, I have a feeling that Juice wasn't in the building. or any, Well, unless he was there for Tony Storm. Well, but. I think he might have been in the building, but it, I thought a pre-tape too. Like, right? You would have to. Um, yeah. This juice thing is just really interesting with me because I wonder, you know, uh, what his deal is with healing from the appendix. He's probably dude. He takes. probably feels pretty good now. Some of those. No, I. You know what it is. I had the hernia surgery, and I know that's a little different from an appendix, obviously. But once they, when they cut into your abdomen and stuff, you're really. I know when I had my hernia surgery, it took a week for me to kind of feel good enough to get up and do stuff afterwards. Mm-hmm. But then even after that, they tell you for four to six weeks, you're not supposed to lift anything over 20 pounds. Oh, okay. So it could be something like that where he feels fine and everything. But since mm-hmm. they you know, went into your abdominal area, your core, um, that you, they need some time for that to heal. So that's just four to six weeks until he can you know, do all his normal well, stuff. It, so. It's definitely possible, but he was definitely at the show with uh, Jay White um, at some time during the day. But why not right. chill backstage? I mean, if I was yeah, him, probably I would was. chill backstage. He, he's from Chicago, too. He's from so. Chicago. His lady's there. I don't there. think he lives there now. So, yeah, there's no uh, reason for him not I, to be there now. You think about it unless I thought it was a very know, couldn't travel. thought it was a very typical promo. I will say Jay White. My God. I know, Now, people talked about this years ago. And, uh, I mean, I'm going to bring it up now. But uh, if he can stay on his you know trajectory just the baby face turn for jay white will be so great 
I, you know, it's funny because I remember, uh, God, I, I did, uh, when I was doing the podcast with my buddy Will, the rest, it was called the West, we did it when it Coast to Coast Wrestling Podcast years ago, but I remember I did a solo show to react to Wrestle Kingdom. I can't remember what match he had, but I just remember saying, like, this dude is a, this was like three or four years ago, I'm like, this dude is a star. Like, any company, Jay White, you know? Um, yeah, and and like he's a top star anywhere, babyface, heel, anything, and someone whose promo style is just so like in unison with his in ring style. It's just yeah. You know so I mean? and I watched him on that LA News show um, recently. Right? Did you get to? Did you catch that? I didn't see that, but I the CBS. first time. Yeah, the first time when I went to this, I didn't go to the latest strong tapings on Sunday, but the one that I went to before. We I saw the reporter there, Jim Hill. This reporter that if he's there, it's like you know he comes in a suit everywhere. He's like a real famous local sports reporter here. Oh, that's and awesome. He was there. I'm like, what? I'm like, dang, Jim the Hill's here. What's he doing? And then I saw the local, and they interviewed guys like Jonah and a few other guys on the local news. And then they filmed Jay White, and then they've interviewed Jay White on just like the local news. And he was the only one that was still kayfabe. <laughs> He's probably popular there, then, dude. They probably keep him coming back because when he was on the show, they're like, "We remember you were here last year and stuff, dude." He was hitting on the chick and like just being a badass <laughs> and just telling everyone yeah. how cool he was. It, it was a actually a really good interview, you know, for this yeah. guy. He's. Very charismatic, good-looking guy, Jay White. And I, so I kind of like really that he doesn't talk cool about accent. he doesn't talk about himself too much either. He was on the Rene Paquette show, and he like he's like makes a very clear boundary. He's like just like you ask him about like certain things, and he's just like, mm, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. So um, he's really good at deflecting and keeping it. That to me, that's just totally what makes him new japan all the way is all the, all the new japan wrestlers really don't get a lot out about their personal life there's a few exceptions yeah they, they like, don't pull into the whole reality era of wrestling like we, right we know that okada's married and has a kid or is going to have a kid that's really all we know there's and a little he, bit of stuff they public, let you in on that's that that's public stuff because yeah she's a um, like a naito we don't know anything about naito's personal life really um Dude, Toriano's got his little the, YouTube no, channel. That's a lot of those guys, though. A ton of those guys. Yeah. Is Ishii fucking telling you about his kids? No. I mean, you have Kojima. He don't talk about his fucking sex life. He just talks about bread. I mean, so <laughs> the difference is no, it's just you a, have fucking Guevara. Now he's on right. TV with this girl. You know what I'm saying? Well, and he literally proposed to another girl. What was it, like a year and a half ago or whatever? So. Anyways, um, I think we're <laughs> moving into negativity toward ter territory. No, no, I'm just saying the, the moral of the story is that Jay White fits the mold of a New Japan superstar, right? Yeah. I mean, in yeah. terms of the way he kind of has that character completely separated from reality. Right? And, and the style. He is not a high flyer at all, which no. neither, well, uh, Okada and Tanahashi, they, you can't, they can fly, but they don't. They r rely more on other things. Except Tanahashi does the nice high fly flow. Um, so uh, he is up there, but he is a heel, which makes him very interesting. The next match was for the Atlantic Championship. It was Miro Pack versus Connors and Black. <laughs> yeah. 
another great match. I mean, it was just co- continuing the pace, right? And <laughs> pretty I, much. You know, pretty much. Your yeah. eyes are hurting. There was uh, eyes are hurting from all the multi-man matches. I get it, but man, did they deliver? <laughs> and they were just at a rocket ship pace. It, it, right? You know what's and funny is like these were almost like some of those New Japan Strong shows where they just do all the multi-mans, but actually they're fucking wild. I mean, that's the one thing I think, you know, when you have the multi-man matches, there's always, you know, two of the guys passed out outside taking a, you know, a tea break or whatever, uh, and then the other two guys have their spots. that is extremely common. That's, you know, just, you know, know, here's the thing I always thought about that, though, it's like, are you, why would you focus on the people outside of the ring? Like, it's like, as, as wrestling fans... Like, I don't know, man. It seems like sometimes you should just focus on what's going on, the focal point of the match. Yeah, but, um, I mean, those are usually how those matches are booked. But, you know, sometimes triple threats are amazing. And sometimes, you know, I mean, the best WWE match that I've seen since I started watching again was that Royal Rumble 2015 or Brock 16, Lesner, whatever the triple threat. Cena and, um, and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. I still think that's the best uh, match in the last that what, that was seven, a, eight years. that was an awesome triple threat, and actually they've had other great ones in NXT and at WrestleMania. Um, but I'm just I'm gonna, yeah WrestleMania. I mean, just in but, terms. But of but the thing is, is a lot of these New Japan guys one of the top five. A lot of these New Japan guys don't usually wrestle these styles of matches. Um, oh, so I that's what rare. makes me so impressed by a lot of them. Um, yeah. So obviously. We didn't have Ishii in this match, and I'm just going to say this right up. Uh, the absence of Ishii affected this match a lot because he's one of the best wrestlers of the last six, seven years, and, uh, you know. Um, but, you know, that being said, I thought Clark Connors did a great job. Clark Connors, did, Clark did, Connors a, did a great job, dude. But could you, re- what could a, you replace him with Ishii? fucking slamming well, people man. into the corners and then powering of up out for one. Uh, uh, but, of course but, it was better with the she, but and I'm actually really happy uh, Clark Connors got that opportunity I, I am too. too. Good for him. I am too. Dude, maybe, you know what, maybe Ishii is just like America God. No. And fucking said, go for me. Well, dude, they love him there too. So, you know. Yeah. They love him here too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so at the at the starting of this match, I thought the crowd was kind of tired because of the last two matches were epic. Um, I had a note here: Miro kicked out at one, and the crowd just didn't even do anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that was pretty. Cool. I think they were just a little tired. They needed to catch their wind. But I'll tell you this: so the table spot. That's when the crowd like started popping again. You know, Connor. Yeah, he, he, I think also think that I don't think the crowd was ex- um, expecting to be that fired up with those first two matches too. Oh well, dude. I mean, who could, how could you? Especially if you yeah. And all these people love all the talent, so it's like, oh, it's all my favorite wrestlers versus all my favorite wrestlers. So uh, the table spot with Connors with the spear through. The table. That was badass, huh? Yeah. And that's I think that's when it got turned up. And finally, Pac wins the gold. And I'm so happy because this guy has been with AEW since day one. 
He's killed it. He's been in many great matches. And he's championship material, dude. I'm so happy to yeah. see Pac win this one. What do you think? Perfect guy to have the title, uh, that title. Um, I would have, you know, Miro would have been another guy that would have been good, or even Malachi Black, to be honest. But um, he's definitely deserves it. But that's and what he's made the match that- so great is because, like, every guy, you're like, I could see why they would put it on him. You know, yeah, they're all like, kind of, you know, you know uh, foreign. You could even do Connors Clark. and fucking do a surprise, you know. So it was like, who are they going to fucking put this belt on? And plus, you know, Pac, don't forget, he almost wasn't over at all during the pandemic. Like he, you know, he really had to sit it out for a while. So well deserved. Mm. Good job, Pac. We love you. Um, Aaron Neville. Adrian Neville, right? Aaron Neville's the country singer. And I don't know much, but I know I love you. Anyways, the next match. Oh, my God. And this match was awesome, too. The Young Bucks at ELP versus Shingo. Wait, did we we skip the Sting uh, Darby Allen Shingo match? Can I finish? The oh, Young Bucks oh, that was that and later in the card? versus oh, Shingo right, and Sting and Darby. Okay. There so first what we have here is something in the rafters. And no one on TV can tell what the fuck is up there. The focus was <laughs> terrible. It was like, is there a puppet up there? Did you? What was in the rafters, Justin? It's Sting. No, but like really, did you see his face? I didn't see anything I, up I, there. I, he wasn't like, really in the rafters, though, wasn't he? Just above the. No, they. I just kind of saw him come from the top of the stage. The okay, so you didn't um, see when they filmed him in the rafters? No, I might have had my head away for some reason at some point, okay. or some kid came in doing something. It but, was like, um, a nu- dude, on a high def TV, all you couldn't see even see anything. So I don't know what the fuck but, that was. Yeah, I, I, I was really bummed when I found out Hiromo couldn't get on the plane. I mean, we all know that's like my favorite dude, and I really wanted to see him and Darby do stuff together, and I thought it would have been awesome. But Oh, uh, that would have been amazing. And I'll say this, he, he feels really bad for uh, Hikaleu, too, because that dude got kicked at the match. He got kicked out of the match. But, man, is there an awesome trios kind of just – gather you know trios <laughs> team like then the, the team. young bucks and el phantasmo well I mean, these, that's fantastic. these both were like well not young bucks and elp because you knew that they were gonna gel but like weirdly enough like sting darby and shingo are also awesome God, i mean with attitudes <laughs> so sting just so, so consistently as a, as a kid Growing up, and even, you know, all that eras, I was never a huge Sting fan. Of course, I appreciated what he was, but, man, it's like, that dude, I yeah, mean. Yeah, but he, ain't, he wasn't going fucking 60-something years kicking ass, like, and doing crazy shit every fucking week. Just, he's just the perfect use of Sting, like, it, it's not too much, but it's just, like, make everything no, with but, meaning, No, right? but here's the thing, dude, no. Sting is treated... Like Ishii, like he he like fucking gets superpowers and shit, and that's what I like because since they know he's a legend, he pretty much like he'll power up after getting fucked up. You know what I'm saying? 
I like that about him. They treat him with respect as opposed to WWE where the fucking legends get fucked up. So, and they yeah. showed that tonight yeah. in this match. So, and, and it's still in a somewhat believable way. Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, oh come yeah. on, he's 63. You he's know, not hulking just, up. He'll just, like, take a big shot and he'll just look at the dude and be like, you fucked up. And I love that. I think so. a lot of us were critical when Sting signed with AEW. Right? Nah. We're like, we no, heard I like wasn't. a five year deal and like, what are they going to do with Sting for five years? They were supposed to be the company that focused on in ring matches, but man, I, they've just treated it perfectly. So, something in the rafters, we don't know what and what the fuck happens. Sting does a splash to start the match. <laughs> Fucking wild. What? Yeah, it's just. <laughs> That's like, incredible. what the fuck? That came out of nowhere, and I loved it. Um, an awesome match, and I have in my notes... Middle-aged and crazy, right? Middle-aged and crazy, a little end-of-aged and crazy. I have in my notes that ELP fits perfectly with the Young Bucks. They Absolutely. all use super kick offense. <laughs> they all are cocky and do, like, crazy acrobatic stuff. So, uh, I thought... I, I wrote that Sting was just made to look like a legend, bro, you know? Like, fucking a killer. Yeah, it was perfect. And you got a nice showcase of Darby, and you got a really good showcase of what Shingo can do. And, dude, Shingo got all his shit in. You know what I'm saying? It looked great, because he is great. From these first, like, you know, matches that we're talking about, like, it really seemed that, number one, that all the talent was motivated and into everything going on and really wanted to steal the show with every match. Like, there's a lot of motivation And they were very motivated to make this thing work. And also, whoever these agents are, um, whether who who is the agents for who knows, bro? Because Malenko, yeah, Jerry Lynn. I I don't know if it's necessarily those guys, but they're they must be doing a fantastic job of laying these things out as well. Well, I'll tell you what. Did you watch the Tony Storm match? I did. Okay. Well, are you ready to talk about it? Yeah, sure. Okay. That was a really good match. I'll give you one minute little, to talk about it. Yeah, it was, it was a really good match. Um, I think it was a little, you know, after seeing all those multi-man matches, it, it actually um, took me a second to get used to there actually being a singles match. So it was a little bit of an adjustment after watching, what was it? All multi-man matches, four or five matches, all multi-man, uh, multi-person matches. And um, for this being uh, the first singles match, I thought it was a really, really big spot on the card. And it was a really good match. I don't think it was very long, um, but it was a really good uh, title defense for um, Thunder Rosa. And I believe both of them have been in stardom, but maybe not at the same times. Was Thunder Rosa in stardom? John might know that. I know Tony Storm was for sure. But, um, no, I thought it was a really good match. Um, you know, not the match of the night or anything, but really good match. Yeah, I was asking you, know, you uh, I, I, if, uh, uh, t- has Thunder Rosa been in stardom before? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. They just weren't in there at the same time. Uh, so you thought it was a generally good match, huh? Mm-hmm. How, how was the hip attack? That hip attack is so brutal. No, it was awesome. It, do you, no, it do was you, a really good match, man. Do you like? Do you think she got that hip attack from stardom? Like they taught her how to like brutalize a girl without killing her? 
Probably. Okay, that's cool, man. I mean, you got a, a lot of... Uh, that's a very common, uh, um, you know, weapon to use with the Japanese women, it seems. Yeah, but you know what? Asuka, like, jumps and does it. That ain't a jump. She just slams into their fucking face. Yeah. So, I got yeah. sad news for our listeners, for you, Justin, and... For other things, I got two texts from people tonight, okay, that Uh asks, why, where are the women wrestlers in New Japan? Well, from two different people, and uh, they were disappointed. They were very disappointed, so I hope that's not uh, something that affects it too much, but uh, they really wanted to siege some Japanese women there. Well, it's uh, it's not the way it's uh, it's a cultural thing. Well, I guess you just have to put it that way, right? Yeah, it, it's a sad thing that will probably not change anytime soon. So it's not really worth getting into. And, and it, it seems like it's less of a gender thing than it is more of a broadcasting company thing. Because I think um, for those of you guys that don't know, uh, Bushi Road is the parent company of New Japan, and they also own Stardom, which exactly. is the top. Um, the the top uh, women's wrestling uh, promotion in Japan. However, the two companies, New Japan and Stardom, are on rival broadcasting uh, networks. Mm -hmm. So they have been doing a little bit of Stardom shows, uh, Stardom matches. Very rarely. uh, Rarely, but it has been happening the last few years. But a lot of that is not necessarily... We don't want women in our show. It's more of a, a broadcasting thing, although there is the cultural thing as well. But, yeah, there's um, the cultural thing. There's the fandom thing, which is that like a lot of those fans are hardcore and don't want to see other promotions in there. Yeah. There's that so, broadcasting so thing. That's something where you're going to have to accept what their culture is not to the it's not to the point where where it's not saudi arabia or anything like that no but But, i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna say it's it is it is kind of bullshit but at the same time it's not the worst thing in the world because it's not like anyone's being disrespected they just have different leagues um you know they have different leagues and and it's like you know uh they do are do not always shy away from mixed uh, mixed gender shows. I mean, look at DDT, right? So it's like all women, yeah. all men. So don't think that that's a, all a Japanese thing. I mean, that's just something that is going on in New Japan and stardom now. And that might change in the yeah. coming years. And as this show, especially if, let's say, they do something in the Tokyo Dome next year where we have another night of a Forbidden Doorish type of thing, I think there's a pretty decent chance you'll see a stardom AEW match on that card. Britt Baker versus Starlight Kid. That'd be so Why fun. not? I, I think it's something that will eventually happen. And um, I'm, I made a joke. But you just got to give it a little time. I made a yeah, joke. Just like, you know, Japan's a little slower with these things, you know. Yeah, they still have people clapping. I made a little joke, yep. but there was that big Tom Nakano sign right on the like upper row and i was like why are you ha- why do you have a tom nakano towel at a new japan <laughs> aew show you're in the wrong fucking show so uh oh anyways God. um the next match another awesome match this was 
Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay. And we put JR back in commentary. I, I found him to start being a dick already. You had Kevin Kelly starting. And I don't mean to take away from the match, which we will talk about in exclamatory ways very soon. But when JR got back, you had Kevin Kelly telling the history. And JR made, like snapped at him like, yeah, we need to be talking about what's in the ring, man. Or something like that. I was like, whoa. I, yeah, I... Little uh, just old man yelling at clouds with 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 Jim Ross sometimes. It's but like you I, worked I, with I, them, bro. Why would you talk shit? One thing is, I I don't understand people's. Maybe I do, but I just I love Orange Cassidy. And when I heard this match, I was there was no negativity in my mind about it. But like, I don't understand people's just illogical hate towards. Orange Cassidy, especially when you see him do a full match, right? I mean, it, it the guy's in uh, one of the best athletes in pro wrestling. Can we say that? I mean, he is. Who else can do a kip up with their hands in their pockets, right? Um, Ricochet. Has he? Probably. You know he could. Yeah, Ricochet. I mean, come on. Those are some pretty well. Here, here's insane the, here's athletes the thing, talking man. About here. You know what? Who are the haters? I don't know about the OG, uh, OC haters. I used to be kind of one of them, but, you know, when you come around and realizes the dude can, like, has good... It, he has good psychology. He knows how to control a crowd and do fun stuff. After that, like, if, you call, if you're still a hater, you're just missing out on the fun, dude. Exactly. And one of the just absolute underrated sellers, too, Orange Cassidy. I'm not going to say Orange Cassidy is one of the best wrestlers in the world, but... He definitely has a gimmick. He's a great at. He's athletic. And I look kind of like the anime-ish idea that, like, he's got two forms. You know, he's got his... Yeah. He's got, hey, I'm chilling stuff. But if you push him too hard, he will freak the fuck out and do all these crazy dives with the hand in his pockets and DDTs and... So I and a lot of the pocket stuff is all psychological stuff for his opponent, right? It's to confuse well, that's, them. And to, that's that's what the announcers are telling you now. I mean, originally yeah, I don't think works. he it was works. thinking of it like that, but I I thought uh, Jr. and uh, Excalibur did a great job of of explaining that they were saying no, like this is to psych out his opponent, and I was like, I can buy that. Right. So great yeah. match, another fucking great Absolutely. match. Will Osprey doing all his awesome shit plus nando's kick which is he doesn't really do that as a heel anymore so that was a special move um spinning and they actually a little bit of cheating by the united empire which is rare too and oh what did they do oh they the aussie open kind of helped out a little bit ah they were desperate right so the next one is the one of the best parts of the show Beat beat down started and all of a sudden Will Osprey's beating him down and all of a sudden Shibata dunga dunga, dunga dunga. <sighs> and I was like Shibata dunga dunga. you hear those fucking guitar riffs and you're like this is a good show bro it, it was funny because I didn't really tell anyone but I had in the back of my head that he might be the mystery opponent for uh, mm-hmm. Zack Sabre Oh, that well, that would it, be fun. They it already kind of made sense a little bit. They already wrestled um, recently. Yeah, they did kind of, and it would just seem like something. And 
I mean, Blackpool Combat Club, Shibata makes sense for that type of organization. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us thought we'd see Shibata on the show, right? It, no, maybe. not at all. We knew he's probably in the States and everything and in L.A. and everything, but... God well, damn, I guess, yeah, I guess he's in, LA, he's in L.A., but you know what, man? Anytime Shibata does any appearance or, like, anything, like, I fucking, like, I'll rewatch it, like, a hundred times. It's, I mean, he he's is... He's got one of the best, he's like, so, songs, too. He's so good still, bro. How does this it's dude not incredible. wrestle, and why does he have the best moves? How? Just the the aggressiveness and the believability and and I mean it's crazy, man. He performs all his moves so crisply and perfectly, and like it's like viciously, he mu- viciously. Yeah. He must be just train. Maybe it's he's just training people all the time, and like he's trying to show people all his moves and shit. So I don't know, man. But Shibata, if you if you cried for Shibata, we love you for that. Peace and love. Yes. And the, the sunglass spot with yeah, Orange Cassidy was wonderful as well. Yes, that was great. And he warmed down. <laughs> He's acting like a young boy with the sunglasses. And someone uh, sent something on Twitter saying he looked like this guy and from a movie. And it was like yes, Bruce Lee or something, right? Maybe. I'm not sure. Um, I think it was Bruce Lee. But anyway. Then, um, yeah. Hope this leads to him actually doing something in the ring. Let's just put it that way. I mean, um, are we going to see... Sh- uh, the guy definitely looks like he's in ring shape. Oh, dude, <laughs> i seen stuff on Twitter, bro. He's not only in ring shape. Dude's swole as fuck. He's in the best condition yeah. of his life. But here's the thing, man. He looks like it. You know what? For me, I, 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 I am an optimist. And optimistically for me... If Shibata just wants to do run-ins every two years, I'm cool with that. But, I mean, I would yeah. love, love to see him perform again. I mean, the dude almost died, right? I mean, he had a cerebral hemorrhage, brain bleeding, right? Um, head In injury, one of the right? best matches I mean, of all brain time. Injury. In one of the best matches of all time. Um, that's something where if he gets dropped on his head on accident in the wrong spot. I mean, that could be curtains for him. So there could he can't be, be wrestling. No newbies, bro. Even though he probably, he can he probably does every week at the dojo. He can do some run-ins here and there and maybe have like a kind of really, I don't know if he'll, we'll ever see a 36 minute, you know, never open weight match with him or anything like that again. But, um, yeah, like you said, if we just get like these kind of periodic run-ins with him and, uh, that might be what we have to settle for. Well, I will tell you what I have to settle for. My favorite letter of the alphabet, which is Q. What's yours favorite? I don't know. Okay. Well, if you think about it, some are Z, S, J, which stands for Zack Saber Jr. And uh, this match lived up to expectations. And uh, it was an awesome match with a surprise that we kind of all knew would happen. First of all, do you think that uh, this was a good replacement for Danielson? I think it was about as good as you could provide without it being like Danielson pulling one over. I mean, or, you know, Shibata. But in terms of like logical 
uh, people. I mean, Cesaro was. I mean, I don't. Is Cesaro a technical wrestler? I don't know if I would call him technical anymore, but I think Cesaro is such a good wrestler that he can do like any style type oh, yeah. of thing. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, the I match mean, started with who him are the other possibilities? Him. I would definitely not consider Johnny Gargano a technical. No, wrestler. it would be Jonathan Gresham. Although that would Jonathan have been a, Gresham I mean, and maybe Sonata or fucking right. uh, even Okada or no, excuse me, even. Tanahashi, which was not an option. So really, dude, when no. you have to think, yeah, uh, the the thing was, could he join the Blackpool Combat Club? Fuck yes! Like, dude, he's made Absolutely. for that style, and especially Absolutely. because, like, dude, he was already brutal in WWE. Just imagine what level it's gonna come to now. No, I mean he was perfect, and uh, you know he's a guy that deserves a nice run somewhere. Uh, and yeah, it was perfect, and of course it was a great match. And I love the fact you let him get over there and overpower uh, Zack Saber because I think the last thing Zack Saber was thinking this is going to be—I'm talking kayfabe now—some uh, guy that's going to come in there and overpower him right away, right? Yeah, because Cesaro is one of those guys where you see him in person, and the dude is huge. He's like six four, six five, and he's just like a tank. Um, very physically imposing guy that you, it, maybe you don't really get his height on television and his size because um, he's kind of lean, but he, that dude is huge. You know, I don't know if I love... Oh, here's the thing, man. You had two choices. You could put Claudio over. Obviously, he's debuting, so you want him to go over because he's awesome. But then again, if you want to do ZSJ versus Danielson later, it's like... Oh, now now that match is almost cheapened. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> because he didn't. Yeah, I was thinking that too. It's like it's almost like Zack Sabre Jr. has to win to make that still work. But mm. at the same time, you can't. I don't know. Well, first of all, I would all, do a rematch with Claudio know, first, and then have him win, and then you could do just, this. Just kind of occurred to me, but outside of Jay White, you know, which New Japan star actually came out looking superior? Uh oh, out of the show, Shibata. Uh, yeah, but he wasn't even technically in a match. Osprey, Tanahashi. I guess, too. Yeah, but he didn't win. No, but right? he, he looked awesome. He did, Osprey. Yeah. Shingo. Yeah, Osprey. That's true, that's true. They got pins, too. Because oh, uh, Shingo was quick as hell, man, and he was doing That's what I'm saying. That's what I, I said earlier. Too, man. It was like someone went into the... You know Shingo Takage options in the video game. Turn the just speed put up. The speed up. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible, dude. Man. That's because he's Anyways, a Dragon Gate guy, up. dude. He was wrestling his old style. You know what I'm saying? Especially with his opponents, like that was that's old Dragon Gate style. He knows how to See, turn it up. They were all very excited to be there. Yeah, which was different actually from some of uh, from this next match, which Okada White Page Cole, because this match to me, while being. Um, you know, a big four-way. This was a much slower, cerebral kind of uh, match. So, yeah, especially when you have guys like Jay White and Okada, who are kind of slower, uh, kind of styled wrestlers, right? And you know, even even Adam Page. I mean, yeah, there was less. Yeah, but at the same time, too, I can see someone maybe that started to watch the show with these last two matches and be like a little disappointed. Mm. Um, cause the, you know, the, 
but I think this match was really, really good. Until um, until the ending. Um I think yeah. something happened at the so, end. I don't know. It was it was really, really good. Um it was leading towards something better. Um the the match like was slowly building, slowly building with all sorts of stories. You had uh you know, the elite bullet club versus Hangman and Okada, which was really cool, right? And yeah. they were doing all that stuff and then they kinda Turned on each other. Cole turned on Jay White. And, uh, you know, the crowd was kind of slow at some points. And Okada was just super, super over. You know what I'm saying? Like, his drop kicks yeah. and his dives. and I really think something went wrong at the end there. Because I, th- from the logic standpoint, I didn't understand why Jay White would hit the Blade Runner on Okada and then go to cover the other guy. Well, I mean, uh, look, uh, the last thing I remember is Adam Cole was just super kicking everybody throughout the whole match. Maybe he was the best performer in the match. And then randomly fucking Jay White wins out of nowhere. Just like right in yeah. the middle. No build up. No no false finishes, you know, of mu- of any note. There was a few, but it was all kind of not in the believable spot. Um, yeah yeah it kind of ended abruptly which leads me to believe that maybe adam cole had a concussion and they had i think something happened where they had to cut it off clearly something happened i think something happened where maybe adam cole was supposed to take the blade runner and get pinned but they had to change it on the fly real quick just to get him out of the building uh, and get him some medical oh yeah dude it it seems very abrupt yeah like he could have fucked up his shoulder or something and you know you know, was, he was supposed to take that same finish like 20 minutes later, but he's just like, oh, dude, nail me. Or I think it was just supposed to end a little differently, and maybe this match was supposed to be about five minutes longer. I don't know, but um, it's unfortunate. I don't think it was a booking problem and a, or a, a plan problem. It's just actually something went wrong in the match, I have a feeling. Yeah. So finally, we had Moxley versus Tanahashi, and this... Might be my favorite match on the show. The FTR match was amazing. Con versus Con yeah. and Rapongi. The Jericho match, but man, these guys told a fucking story tonight. And what Moxley how did he start bleeding? He cut himself. He cut himself right under the um ring when the oh. camera panned off. Now that I was wondering is Tanahashi blood gonna bleed? Or something now now I want to tell you something. First of all, this is one of the things bleed. I appreciated about the show. There was no juicing until the last one, and of course it was Moxley. That dude juices like an addict. Him and him and Adam Page both bleed on a regular basis on TV. But that's one of the few criticisms I have about AEW. Yeah, is me too. there's just too much blood. Not because I don't like blood, because I think it's great sometimes. No, it ruins the effect it too much. Yeah, like okay, when Wheeler Yuta bled in that match, per- you got it. That's absolutely perfect. Um, the cage matches, bleeding, and they have this blood and guts on. See, the thing is, is that um, Moxley bled like crazy, right? And then he's gonna bleed like crazy on Wednesday too. It takes away from the match on Wednesday. It ruins you know, the, blood the effects, dude. When you yeah, have all those blood, guys are bleeding, when you have say. blood every week, blood doesn't mean anything. It's it's about doing yeah. things in moderation, and that's true with any kind of rule. I think about wrestling disqualifications, 
or know, just life in general. Surprises right? and um, life in general, <laughs> except masturbation. However, um, yes. I think that, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. So, yeah, man, uh, th- th- this uh, this Moxley I match, just don't think the blood was necessary in this match. I, 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 no, it wasn't necessary, but that's what he did. And uh, yeah, you can't. The blood can't really ruin a great match. You know what I mean? Unless no, like, no, no, no. I think it was. It's always an interesting effect, but um, it, it's like, come on, dude. I, you didn't have to bleed. You like know, that. sadly, I preferred the blood in Tanahashi uh, versus Kenta, but uh, sadly, that put that Kenta was, out for seven months. Well, that was hard way. There's that wasn't planned. Well, that that was like that made me gasp. This one, I was just like... When's the last time outside of the the Kenta match where there was a hard way? Well, first of no, all, New Japan I, does not do blading. No, so it was it was uh, WrestleMania with uh, Brock Lesnar and versus... Um, what's his name? Roman Reigns. And he got, like, slammed in the face with the fucking corner. Started bleeding right from his head, dude. Yeah. Well, and don't forget Naito bleeding like it's really badly in that match against Kenta at uh, whatever it was after Wrestle Kingdom. Dude, if we looked it um, up, we could. I'm sure it happens all the time. But that was hard way too. He, I think he ran into the um, the ring, uh, the pole, and uh, he was like a you know crimson mask Naito. Oh yeah, yeah it ended yeah. up working. It ended up being you know working really well. Yeah, and there's that epic. Uh, shot of Hiromu kind of, you know, laughing at him as he's bleeding or something like that. Or not laughing at him, but like in the <laughs> picture with him when he's laying down with blood and he has his hat on. Oh boy, man. Classic. That's kind of pretty pretty good stuff, that's but um, pretty intense, man. Um but yeah, especially when New Japan is not known to have blood, right? Unless it's accidental. Yeah, they yeah, no, they don't blade. That's for sure. They don't blade. I think they Japan, let so. might let Moxley, I don't know, but and if I had to pick one person on the New Japan roster that will never see bleed, it would be Tanahashi, right? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really take risks. He's very safe, dude, and that's good. I mean, he take he jumps off of you know he does the high. No, but like his aerial man- maneuvers, he he has like yeah. he he does just that. He's not trying to, but do it's just not flips and shit. That's not. I just don't think that's his overall style to bleed. It's just you no. know, it's just not in the character, right? It's not in the character, man. If it happens, it happens, but he's just a fighter. He put up his mm-hmm. best uh, fighting spirit, and my God, like there was reversals at the end, and just incredible. Mm-hmm. Tanahashi just wasn't giving up, you know. More so than any usual AEW match, Tanahashi was fighting and fighting and fighting, um, and it was a great finish. Now, after the match, Jericho came out. Garcia, Kingston. Yeah. I fought, and now after the, I was like, "Is this dynamite? What's going on here?" Yeah, they they had to get that dynamite angle in. So, um, didn't love I, I that. was a little, but unless they throw Tanahashi in that match, and um, he was just laying not, there, right? dude, dead. Yeah, what I thought it was a was... little. It was a little too self-serving for them to do that especially since why are you using a paid pay-per-view to sell a free show right yeah dude i don't yeah i i thought they 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 could have done without that um they should have built to that a little better on the last dynamite so that's what the problem is you're 
you're wedging in this show in between big shows and that's i guess what you kind of have to do i mean they had double or nothing right around the time they announced this and and they didn't want to build things at the same time so you had about a two-week window to build this show right and then not only that you're doing this big show on wednesday like they had well, they, I, maybe, I just think they could have spaced things out I will out a say they had a lot of international fans possibly you know what I'm saying yeah I mean you know if I'm a New Japan fan I see this blood and guts thing coming up I might be a little interested to check it out yeah if you're a uh, if you're a Japanese fan and you're like holy it's shit a lot, man. Dude. it's a lot to take in but uh, it, yeah it is a lot to take in that is one of the things about AW oh, I have to learn this this and this I mean that's one of the things they'll tell you about marketing is if you put something out there, you want to give people, or, or what do I do next if I want to, you know, watch this more? What, what What's my action I take if I'm inspired by what you're presenting to me? And theirs is watch Blood and Guts on Wednesday. So they had to lay that out there to people. Yeah. So uh, we have Brian Alvarez stating that uh, Cole definitely injured. So. Okay. It says that's, that's what I was thinking too. Some people are saying he did drop kicks, which he never does. Um, couple bumps here, which I'm not gonna watch. But uh, okay, well that that's that's sad. It only like makes it worse. You know what I mean? Especially when you had all those injuries leading up to the show and all those people that missed out. You know. But uh. The same time, it's almost like you had to have something happen during the, the show too. I will say this: this is the one thing I will say for AEW tonight. They did a great job on. They didn't bring the chandelier finally. Chandelier? What do you mean? It sits in between the good guy and bad guy ramp above the stage. Oh, right, right. And they've been using it since Double or Nothing 2019. So it's like, nah, it doesn't really bother me, I guess. Is that something? Well, that dude, it was a chandelier because it was double or nothing, so it was supposed to be like a Vegas lounge prop. Oh, I see. And then they right. just kept using it for years. So don't worry, you'll <laughs> well, see, all you'll see it kind on Dynamite. Of, all the names of their shows almost are like kind of gambling entendres or whatever or yeah. metaphors, right? Well, and they got all to do in, with DraftKings. DraftKings, yeah. yeah. Forbidden door. I guess that's not really anything. Final notes on the show, Justin. What do you think? Makes me excited for what they have to do in the future. Um, you have a lot of, you know, directions you can go with the outcomes of every match. We still get to see Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. Hopefully. At some point. Um, we have a Sage Stett for a long-term storyline with Shoto Umino and Chris Jericho, right? Um, we have, there's a lot of seeds that kind of were planted and it left us wanting more, right? I mean, yeah, uh, we're yeah. going to get C- CM Punk and, you know, uh, Moxley. Moxley at some point. Obviously, that's only AEW, but who knows? Maybe they'll throw it in the Tokyo Dome. I don't but, know. But even even independent of New Japan, there's a lot of AEW stories moving forward. We got Blood and Guts, which is exciting. We'll probably both watch it. And We um, got FTR with the IWGP uh, yeah. tag team titles. Right? Is FTR so, going mean, to go to AAA and defend the titles? Probably not because of politics, people. But uh, 
you know. Right, but are, when when do they get the titles off the Young Bucks and go to Japan? They go to World Tag League with every title. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, there's all sorts of stuff we could think of from here on out. But yeah. in general, it was, I think we both agree, a great show. One of the best shows I've seen this year. It's it's going to be tough to beat that, especially with those first four matches. Um, yeah, I and think the, a lot and, of us and went the main in. event. I mean, you know, it was going to be a fun show because when you get these two companies together, you're going to get a good in-ring product, right? I mean, there's just no doubt. AEW constantly delivers good matches. New Japan, good matches. So we knew we were going to be entertained by what was taking place in the ring. Um, but we didn't know if we were going to get any the long-term storylines or possibilities for future stuff out of it yet because there's just too many injuries, too short of a build. Um, but man, it's just it, oh, under promise over deliver. That's a great strategy to use at work with your boss and all that stuff and I, in life in general, <laughs> you know, I agree, Justin. I, I, uh, man, we could probably talk another hour about this show. We were both hyped up and excited tonight. Thank you to the listeners to listen to this. We hope that you had as much fun as we did watching and talking about this show. If you disagree or if you have any questions or corrections, please hit us up. We are at res, uh, Wrestling in Podcast uh, on Instagram and at Wrestling in Pod on Twitter. Um, John Ensman and at, at Ring Art on Twitter and Instagram. Justin, That's do you have right. any? Do you have anything else to tell the fans? Well, man, if you're gonna be in Las Vegas next week, um, the day after or the day of Money in the Money bank. in the Bank. I'm going to be out there selling my art. So at the tailgate, uh, I think it's, what's it called? Tailgate something. It's in the Palace Station uh, Hotel. Um, so come check me out. Come say hi. Come buy something from me. Check out Wrestling for Sales. Amazing collection of vintage wrestling gear. Um, I got my youngest son, Kenzo, is asking me to get tickets to Money in the Bank. And if they drop to the price that... Forbidden Door did. I might take them. Damn, I don't blame you, brother. If you can get some for about $7, it's like, he's a kid. They're like, all right, $3. Boom. Cool. That'd be fun, man. That would be uh, super fun. Just don't get uh, don't show your son too much about Vegas. He doesn't need to know a lot of that stuff. Vegas sucks anyway. I'm not a huge fan of Vegas. I'm going to be in and out of there. <laughs> Maybe hang up by the pool a little bit, but I'm just not a big Vegas guy. Well, I am, but I've only been there twice, so. Yeah, it happens. It, it, 15, 20 times. It happens, man. Well, from Justin and I to you fans out there listening, big New Japan, AEW, CMLL, AAA, WWE fans. Everybody. Have a good well, night, and we will talk to y'all later. Good night. And good luck. I did that last week. It didn't work too well, but oh well. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Thank you.